It's your Thursday daily delivery. I'm Michael Rand. Basically an all playoffs edition of daily delivery today. Chip Scoggins joining me in just a minute here to talk Wolves and Wild. Do a little bit of twins at the end because, of course, just when I start to worry about their offense, they score 10 runs in Boston and win that game. But some final thoughts on on that and where they're maybe headed this year. But this uh, this this time right now is really predicated on the playoffs. Wolves and Wild, same night Wednesday, going to be the same night Friday. They're both playing at home Sunday again at the same, you know, roughly the same time, one right after the other. So these guys are going to dominate the headlines for the next several days. And uh, so I brought in Chip Scoggins right after the game, uh, late. And so this could come to you bright and early on, on Thursday, late, 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 to talk about those games, talk about Dean Evison's decision to play Mark andre Fleury, which I did not agree with, and I did not agree with his post-game assessment either. We'll get to that after I talk to Chip. But uh, right now, let's get into me and Chip Scoggins, Star Tribune columnist. The pain that many people felt tonight is still very fresh, Chip. We watched both of those <laughs> games. It is late, late, late on Wednesday night. Wild lose, Wolves lose. Maybe not in the manner we would have expected, though. A lot of storylines from uh, from both of those games, um, Anthony Edwards uh, over forty points. The Wolves make a big comeback but fall short against Denver. Carl Anthony Towns played, but you might not have known it based on his line score. We'll get into that in a little bit. But the Wolves down two nothing in that series. But Chip, we got to start with the Wild. Um, they lose seven three to Dallas, and you know no no real shame in they're coming back to Minnesota now one one in the series, but. The decision chip to uh, by you know by Dean Evison presumably in tandem with Bill Guerin to a certain degree on playing Mark Andre Fleury in Game Two after what we saw from Philip Gustafson had 51 saves the other night in that three to two overtime win. I get that they've been rotating these guys. I get that Fleury was pretty good down the stretch. I get that maybe you know Gustafson you don't want to wear him out after that you know long big performance the other night, but. Man, I was shocked that they went with Flurry, and uh, the second guessing can begin. Whatever happened to sticking with a hot goalie? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, just on his Gustafson had a what a record, a historic performance, fifty-one saves. Yeah, he was like and, one of the uh, only goalies to ever have that many saves in a playoff debut, and and it's not like it was a back-to-back. I mean, he had a day no. off. Yeah, they had a day off. Yeah, I mean. I mean Dallas played their goalie again. Sure did. <laughs> you know, yep, they sure I, did. I don't, I understand. And Dina said this all along that they're not going to deviate from what they've done down the stretch. I mean, I think there in March, it was every other game. They, they, you know, they flip flopped and he opened himself up for, I mean, this was either going to be a stroke of genius or, he, right. or it was going to uh, backfire spectacularly. I, I didn't think it was going to be anything between. And I just thought flurry looked, he hasn't played in what a week. Yeah, right. Because and I, I just don't understand unless unless he comes out and tells us we're still waiting on the post game. Unless he comes out and says Gustafson uh, uh, was exhausted after that. I mean, it, I just don't understand the reason, the rationale. I mean, you always hear stick with the hot goalie. There was nothing in that performance. Yes, it went you know to a second overtime, but you had a day of rest yesterday. Um, I don't know that playing tonight was going to, you know, not make him fresh coming back for game three. No, this was an opportunity to really put some force, you know, show your force in this series. And if you could come back up 2-0, because you knew, here's the thing, you knew 
you were going to get a hard push from the stars. You knew yep. they were going to play desperate, right? So you're going to put a cold goalie in there against that. And let's be honest, nobody played good in front of him. The, no, the wild, right. the wild were horrendous defensively. They were sloppy. They just, they looked out of sorts. I mean, it just didn't look anything like themselves in this game. So it wasn't all Flurry's fault, but I felt like, what were you saying? Three of the goals, the one when yeah. it went, uh, the third one for sure was where it went five hole there. I mean that, you know, after you score to make it two to one, right, before, thinking, yeah, okay, right at the end of the first yeah. period, then they give it right back in the start of the second. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's like ugh, on a soft goal, that's just a bad goal. And then you're, you know, you're scrambling the rest of the way. And then, you know, you scored goals, 11 seconds apart. And you're like, okay, we got to, you know, it's back to being a game now. Then they come back and, and, um, you know, another one, I think Heinz had a break, uh, Hans had a breakaway on that in that sequence too, right? Was that his second goal? Um, yeah. So the defense let him down, but again, it goes back to Dean's initial, you know, decision to, to do this. I just, I, I, I don't understand, you know, why you don't just stick with the hot guy. Yeah. Well, he's young. He's, it's not like yeah. he's a 38 year old guy. You're not going to wear yeah. him out. And, and to me, it's like, I think it's a lot of the things you just touched on. And to me, it's like you give, you give Dallas the opportunity to gain some confidence, right? Cause even if flurry plays well, and you have the expectation that he could play well in this game, you know, he's a veteran, he's been here, he's played really reasonably well in the stretch. But like you said, it's the hot goal. You bring someone else in, all of a sudden Dallas has got to have more confidence. Like, Hey, the guy that stopped 51 shots only let in two the other night. He's not there anymore. This other guy, I don't care what he's done in his career. He's a different face. He's a different look. He's a different goalie. That's got to give them confidence right off the bat. It's like, it's like when someone's rolling along, pitching a shutout in baseball. Um, I don't know if Rocco Baldelli made the goalie decision tonight or what, but it's (laughs) like when someone is rolling along and you're like, okay, let let him go, let him go. He's, he's going to be fine. And then even if you bring in, a, a good pitcher to replace him that other the lineups like oh man we don't, we don't have to face that guy anymore Let, let's see let's see what we can do against this guy and sometimes the floodgates open and that is that seems like what happened against flurry and you're right they did not play well in front of him it was a sloppy overall game it felt like an early like the very early part of the season where they hadn't quite kind of figured out they needed to play a certain mm-hmm. way and they were they're still trying to win the game six five and it just wasn't working for him but I mean, just the decision itself, it's just, it's puzzling. It, it, yeah. Goalies play the whole playoffs all the time. And I get that Gustafson hasn't played a lot of, you know, consecutive games this year and they did rotate. But man, if it's, if it's not his net the rest of the way, then I'm going to have a lot of, my wife and I have a lot more questions about that. Well, I, I think that, you know, unless Gustafson just completely falls apart, he's the guy going forward now. But, and here's the thing, you know, People are going to say, well, they came back with a split. You know, that's about, you know, you can't argue with that. But, Mike, we see series pivot on one game all the yes. time. And this is a team that went out and scored seven goals, the most goals that the Wild have given up in their playoff history. Um, who knows what that does to Dallas's confidence now? And who knows what that does for, you know, the Wild? Because they didn't play well. No. Um, and so you can't – I don't think you can ever be content with just doing any, you know, saying, oh, we got a split down there. No, it's like – you know, you got to, you know, as I said, you could have really put a stranglehold on this thing. Yeah. If you go down there and play, you know, if you double down in game two and, and are really sharp and Gustafson, you know, is brilliant again, 
and now you come back home 2-0. Um, so, yeah, it's just I, – I, I'm curious to see, like, what the logic is. Um, I'm just guessing here. Yeah. My, my guess is they're going to say they want to make sure they, they keep Gustafson fresh. Yeah, but, and the and the Flurry's played well. They've been rotating these guys, and like, I get the you know but, on but, the base level you can get the logic. It's just like it's playoffs though. You don't, the, the yeah. logic doesn't really matter at this point. You play your best guys, like you said. You have a chance to go up two zero in the series. You can be happy with the split or satisfied with the split. Hey, guess what? The Wilds never been up two zero in a series. How's that worked yeah. out for them in their playoff history? Well, that's the thing, and and with the days off and the rest, and and him being a young goalie, I mean, yeah. I. I I to me, I just say go with the hot guy. You know, go with the guy who's been one of the best goalies in the entire league this entire year, and who just was brilliant in game one. I I just for the life of me can't understand why you would deviate from that just because you've had this rotation all year and you feel like that's that was successful for you. I just feel like when you get in the playoffs, you you ride the wave of momentum with you yeah. have going. Now, I mean, to, to touch on a few more things before we get to some wolf stuff. I mean, obviously. Like we said, he wasn't the only problem here. They're, they're dealing with yeah. some... I mean, the lineup questions up and down were a little curious. Like, he switched up a lot of the lines. He had Boldy playing center on the second yeah. line. He moved Felino up there. Um, no Hartman after he had the game-winning goal the other night. Um, so yeah. you got a lot of things that were cut, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of a lot of smartest guy in the room kind of thing that just didn't work out in this case. Yeah, and, and it, I mean, so I think some of it probably was uh, injuries. Yeah sort of forced his hand on some of this. Sure. You know, the, the Hartman injury, I, you know, I don't know that we saw that one coming. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe some did, but, um, so, but yeah, you know, you, you had to shuffle your lines. Um, you still don't have Eck in this game either. So yeah. And it will be interesting to see if he's, if he comes back for game three here Friday night, but, um, you know, it's, it, the irony is Dean took a lot of criticism because he didn't make much changes last year. Right. Kind of just he, there, there wasn't a whole lot of adjustments. Well, because Flurry wasn't playing all that well. Like <laughs> when know. you make a change when he's not playing well, then don't make a change when he is playing well. When Gustafson I, is playing well, I know that's the thing. It's like this is the exact opposite of the approach yes. he took, took yes. last year. So I don't, I, I don't get it. You know, um, but it, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Now, I mean, obviously. Um, Gustafson is going to start Friday night. I would hope so. Um, yeah, hope there's, so. there's no, yeah, but <laughs> but I'm curious to see how. Um, they got to play better. I mean, this was just yeah. not a good performance. I mean, no. they just were not good. And they were not so, tight. They were not the tight kind of no tight checking so, buttoned up team they've been. They just were not. They were too loose. I, yeah, and I don't know if that was a product of hey, they got the one win down there, and you know we've seen it, we've seen it. It's yeah. human nature. You see desperate, it and a des- the more desperate team, you tend tends to win game two a lot. So exactly, I mean, you knew you were get the stars that kind of effort from them. So, um, so the Wild has to come back and they have to you know shore it up. They got to be tighter. They got to play like we're accustomed to seeing, which was not them tonight. Um, and just see if they can bounce back and you know kind of get the momentum back Friday night. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake. With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. Looked like we were headed for two blowouts um, on Wednesday night, but 
Wolves actually made a game of it. Uh, didn't make a series of it because they still didn't win a game. It's 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 two zero Denver going back here now Friday. And uh, by the way, things are going to be pretty nuts here this weekend with Wild Wolves and Twins all here this weekend. I think the Saints are even here this weekend too. It's, yeah. it's a lot, a lot going on. All those games kind of happening at once on Friday and then staggered on on Sunday. But the Wolves actually, you know, after a terrible. Most of the first half woke up, found some offense. A lot of it, Anthony Edwards getting aggressive. He was he was great. Yeah. He had what, 41 points. I mean, yeah. if not for if not for Jamal Murray really going off and kind of helping Denver save that game in the fourth quarter, it could have been a different outcome. But I the, the biggest takeaway from this game still, even though they made it a game, is A, how slow they started, and B, how bad Carl Anthony Towns was again. Like if he plays better. They might win that game. What do you have? Ten points in this game on yeah, 10, three of twelve yeah. shooting. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is you know we're, we're going to focus on Ant and he, he was great and he you know he looked like the Ant that you want to see the you know the star that takes over. But uh, this is another clunker for Towns. I mean, first half, zero of four shooting, two points. He made two free throws, four turnovers, three fouls. I mean, he just he looks so out of sorts again. Now he came back and he made a couple of shots there early in the third quarter. He had a, the driving layup and then the three, but Mike in, in the first two games here, this series, he has 21 points combined, 21 points, nine rebounds. I mean, or, or nine uh, turnovers. Uh, he's shooting. If I do my math real quick in my head, he made what five shots first game, three today. That's eight for what? 20 something. So he's no. not shooting the ball well. He, he no. just looks out of sorts. And this is a continuation of what we've seen previous, in, you know, previous years where he just, when he gets to the playoff time, he, he's, you know, a lot of times he's in foul trouble. But we saw him miss shots today. He had a layup that was when the game was sort of tight there at the end. He missed the layup and he's screaming at the official again. So, um, you know, if they're going to have a chance, any chance against him, he's got to bring more to the fight than what he is right now. I mean, it can't just be Ant because I don't think there's, I, mean, I know they're the number one seed, but yeah. I don't think Denver's, you know, this, you know, inconquerable team. I mean, no. they're not very, they're not very good defensively. The West, they, the they, West doesn't have a great team. They've got a lot of no. good teams. They don't have a great team. Yeah. And you know, Denver's not very good defensively. No, I mean, that, that third, the third quarter was atrocious. And, you know, to Ant's credit, he took a, you know, he started driving the basket and he's getting some easy layups. I mean, he scored 40 points in the quarter. Um, and they go through lulls too, or, you know, they, I don't know if they get a little loosey goosey with their shot selection, but I just don't think they're a great team. I think they're good, but I don't think they're, you know, this superstar team. So um, I think there's going to be frustration on the Wolves part because this is a winnable game. As bad as they were in the first half, they had a lead in this game at, you yes. know, late. And so, you know, this, there should be frustration because, this was a game they could have taken. Uh, by the way, uh, Everson has talked at this point and talked about the goalie decision and said, it's what we do. We've done it all year. I'll play some more of that audio uh, later on in the podcast, but I guess he's going to keep evaluating this, maybe stick with the plan going forward. So they're going to evaluate it game by game. I don't get it. I If, if Gustafson wins game three and plays well, I don't see how there is no. any way on earth you go back to flurry in game four. I just don't get it. I how how could you, <laughs> Mike? If he wins and he, or even if they lose and he plays well, you stick with him. Yes. I mean, Flurry gave up seven goals. Now, granted, we'll say it; they weren't all his fault. But 
a number of them were, you know, yeah, and he just, enough he of them were. Not... I didn't even pull out the stat from natural stat trick. The, the expected goals for the Dallas stars tonight were 3.25. The expected goals for the wild were three wild scored three Dallas scored seven. That's all you need to know about this game. That a lot of the goals that you would expect to go in, um, about the name, the same number went in for the wild and the Dallas got twice as many as you would expect for the quality of the chances they were getting. Yeah. So there you have it. So I, I mean, of course he's going to stick by his, you know, decision publicly. Yeah. I mean, he's like, going to come out and say you made, you know, the wrong yeah. call, but right. But, um, but I was, I was more curious. If he just says, Hey, this is what we do with rotation. I thought he was going to say, we're trying to keep, you know, we expect this <laughs> to be a long series and we're trying to keep Gustafson fresh. I mean, yeah. I'll play that, the, and I'll play yeah, the full that, I'll play the full audio it, a little later. So it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway, yeah, that, back to the wolves. I, I just saw that yeah. scrolling across Twitter. Back to the wolves. I mean, yeah, cat. I don't know. I don't. It. You know, I had a friend of mine like DM me during the game saying you can you can tell this is the end for cat. This is the end of cat in Minnesota. The players can tell. I don't know if we're there yet. I mean, we've talked plenty about what happens this off season. Do they need to yeah. move on from this too big experiment? But. I mean, it's not so much just the too big experiment, and it's not just this series. Like, Cat's playoff history, while fairly brief, is not very good. No. He's, he's done this enough times in the playoffs, whether it was, you know, the Butler year, whether it was last year being inconsistent against Memphis, being bad in that play-in game against the Clippers, um, and now disappearing in these first two games. And we give him a little bit of a pass, I guess, this year because he missed so much time, but... This is this is a trend that's got to be worrying to to them because this is a guy that you know he's a max player. He's supposed to be one of your cornerstone guys. If this guy's not getting done in the playoffs, what do you do? And then I, I do wonder, Mike. Do you wonder? I wonder if he's starting to feel that pressure. Yeah, maybe because he looks he looks like he's really forcing it a lot of times and taking some wild shots, trying some just kind of wild passes. And so I wonder if he's he knows that he hasn't performed well and it's on his mind and he's trying to, you know, really, you know, be assertive and, and do things that maybe he's, you know, not capable of right now. Yeah. Um, but he's also, the other thing is he's missed some open shots. Yeah. He, especially game one. Yeah. He, he missed, he missed some open shots and he kind of brushed it off. as like, Hey, those are good shots. I normally make them, which, as I said, if he had a you know a long track record of success in in the playoffs, you'd say, okay, I buy that. You know, I'll buy that for this night. But the fact that you struggled, he struggled so much in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm buying it. You know, that it's just a one game blip. No, a few more things. Uh, my neighbor Tom, uh, I asked for Twitter uh, Twitter questions, uh, Twitter responses. He said the thin bench really hit them in the fourth. The players looked tired and gutted it out, but nobody else looked like they had much energy. And we can't forget that. I mean, they're basically yeah. playing seven guys right now with no Nasri. Eight, Jalen Noel did play tonight, but you know, the guys like, you know, with, with no Nas, no Jaden McDaniels, they're really missing Jaden McDaniels right now in this series. Well, he, he would be such a big piece of what they're trying to do here. Well, especially when you dig such a big hole. I mean, they had to work yeah. so hard just to get back to even, you yeah. know, and you could tell once they got it back to even, I mean, they looked exhausted out there. You know, yeah. they're all bending. So I, I think there is probably something to that, that it's just going to be hard for them because they're so thin right now in numbers um, that, you know, these guys are going to have to. But when you fall behind by 21 and you have to make up so much ground, you're going to run out of gas. Yeah, they did. And they and they shot the ball pretty well. The night they shot 50%. They shot 45% from three, 83% from the line. 
Like you couldn't really quibble with the final results. I think Denver was better in this game than they were in game one. They just got beat by a better team. Now, can can they make this a series? Can they can they not just win game three, but but be threatening in game four? Because I feel like these series go this way sometimes where the better team wins the first two at home. Then the then the the other team kind of pops up and gets one in game three because the you know the foot comes off the gas and you're desperate. But then it yeah. kind of gets uh then then game four business order is restored. Can, can they make this a series? Can they first of all can they avoid a sweep? Second of all, can they make this a real series? Well, I think they'll they'll you know I think they'll win a game here just because again I don't think Denver's that you know yeah um I, I think they you know they they could put up a clunk or two um. And and we saw Ant if he's got his confidence back and he's feeling healthy again, um, if he can kind of sustain that and carry that through, you know, I could see him, you know, really feasting at home. But again, to me, it comes back to Towns. They got to have two yeah. guys. Yeah, they need Towns. Like like we saw, you know, in the one the Oklahoma City playing game where Cat was great, and then other guys fed off that. So they. He's such an when he's playing well, it just makes everyone else. It opens up everything else for other guys, right? And so, if this is if he's not going to pull out of this little slump that he's in right now, I think it'll be a quick series. I think you know the Wolves can win one at home, but I just you know if if he's going to score ten points and have a bunch of turnovers every game, then I just don't know how they're going to beat this team. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing, what do you think about the report? Um, not even just a report. The the Wizards are moving on, uh, looking for a new general manager. They they fired Tommy Shepard on Wednesday. Already, Tim Connolly's name <laughs> surfacing as a potential replacement. He's a Baltimore native. He uh, was offered the job in 2019, turned it down, and that's when Shepard got hired. Uh, he's a guy that's only one year into a Timberwolves tenure and not a great one so far, based on the Rudy Gobert um, outcome <laughs> so far. What, what do you what do you make of this? I just I, I can't, I'm trying to wrap my head around how this would happen. Does that organization get Google? Can they Google the <laughs> right? Can they Google the Gobert trades? <laughs> right. Um, that would be bold of him if it you know if there's anything to it. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm sure there are some fans that would you know would be thrilled, but it also Some, be, like all, like all, all of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But then you'd also say, you know what? Wait a second. Now <laughs> this yeah. guy in one year did this and then bolts. He's got to clean uh, up his own mess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There, there, you know, that would be, I don't know how much validity there is to this, yeah. um, but it would, the timing sure is interesting. Yes. Um, and that would probably be a tough sell to a fan base knowing what people think around the league of the go bear trade right now. Yeah. A tough sell to the Washington fan base. I mean, not to the Minnesota fan base. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Right. I, I, it's, it's a story worth watching. Chris Hine wrote about it. I've seen a couple other people mentioning Connolly's name. So we'll, we'll see about that. Obviously the playoff series has to play out and uh time for some redemption there, but Thought yeah. that was an interesting one as well. Chip, uh, go get some sleep. I know you got to write still. I got to um, write. Gotta Chip, write get something to, <laughs> get something fresh for uh, for the morning, just like this podcast. But appreciate it. We'll be watching the games, uh, and they're never dull, are they? They're, they are always interesting. Yeah. <laughs> they're always interesting. So right. yes, thanks, Chip. All right, brother. Appreciate it.
And like I said with Chip, and like I said at the start of the show, Dean Evison was asked by reporters after the game a few different variations on, you know, what, what was the decision, what was the thought process in starting Flurry in this game. Um, basically, what more does Gustafson have to do after 51 saves in Game One? Would they keep going with? Uh, would they keep going with this tandem going forward? Here is what Evison had to say to those various questions during his availability post game after the game Wednesday. It's just, it's what we do, right? We've done it all year. Um, it's the, the game. There's no, nothing was on flower tonight. It was all on us. I, I don't know how to answer that because both goalies have, have earned, obviously, um, to be in the net. Um, we made the decision to go with flower. And like I said, it, it, they had a shorthanded breakaway and two power play goals. What would you like flower to do? Right? Um, you know, he made some incredible saves for us. Um, we just spoke of all the odd man rushes that we gave up. Um, you know, I, I'll have to I just remember back, another one was a breakaway. Um, another one was a power play. So like, what, what, that's, that's what five. So, you know, we, we gave them their opportunities. They took them too. Like I said, they, they played really well. Um, but we didn't do the right things in front of our goaltender tonight. It's same as we always do. We talk about it after the game. We'll talk about it tonight. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll make a decision. Now, listen, I agree with some of what he's saying. It was not all on Flurry like, like Chip and I talked about. They did not do him any favors with, with the way they played. But like I said, with the expected goals stat, they were basically even. That was an even game across the board. If we're talking about expected goals, naturalstattrick.com. Uh, Mark Underfuller let in two or three really soft goals. Uh, those are the ones you've got to have back. Those are the ones where he could absolutely help them. And even the tough saves that he could have made, he gave up seven. I don't think Philip Gustafson gives up seven goals in that game. So when uh, you know when when Dean Evison justifies the decision by saying that game was not on Flower, it wasn't all on Flower, but a different goalie probably yields a different result in that game. Not saying the Wild wins that game with uh, with with Gustafson in goal instead of Flurry, but I think the, the decision becomes magnified, and when you double down on it and you say, you know what, this is just what we do, and I didn't think it was on Flurry at all, of course he's going to defend his decision, of course he's going to defend his goalie, and to a degree it was not his fault. Again, teammates did not do him favors, gave him a lot of admin rushes, a lot of bad play uh, in that in the zone there, but I thought Flurry was bad in this game, and unless, like I said, like, Unless, like Chip and I said, unless something drastic happens and Gustafson is terrible in Game 3 or somewhere along the line gets hurt or something like that, I don't see how you go back to flurry at all in this series. I just don't see how that is how you are going to play the rest of the way. I know Flurry was pretty good down the stretch. Gustin was good almost the whole season. Second best goals against average, best second best save percentage in the entire league. 51 saves in Game 1. I still... To this day, I don't. I don't think I'll ever understand the decision to go with with Flurry in Game Two, and uh, I, for the wild sake, I hope it does not end up costing them the series. Now, we also did hear from Chris Finch after that Wolves one twenty two to one thirteen lost to Denver. Some good things happened that game. I'll get to Finch coming to that, but first he was asked how you get Carl Anthony Towns going after two very rough games to start this series. Here was Finch on that. Uh, you know, and just, yeah, you got to like kind of maybe just simplify things a bit, you know, catch, shoot, catch and drive. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're all over him out there. He's got to 
probably play a little quicker, you know, to draw the fouls. They're definitely fouling them. They're holding them every single time. Um, they're wrestling them off his spot, you know. Um, you know, we got to we got to continue to do. I got to continue to do a good job of, or a better job of, you know, finding him and getting him opportunities to, uh, you know, to catch the ball in space. You know, he's not not uh, not a lot of space around him right now. So. I think all those are good ideas, but also it comes down to Cat's got to play better. And like Chip and I talked about, this is a playoff problem for Cat that goes beyond this series. It goes beyond any kind of like one or two game dip. Uh, he's been up and down and mostly down in a lot of these playoff games. He's got to find his game. He's got to find some sort of confidence, some sort of gear that gets him going in these games. I don't think that's all on Chris Finch to help him. He is a veteran. He is in his eighth season in the NBA. This is not a young player anymore. This is a guy who you should be able to count on to produce in the playoffs, and we are just not seeing that from Cat. Now, the flip side was Anthony Edwards was great. I thought Rudy Gobert was pretty good in this game. I thought they competed pretty well. And, you know, Finch was basically asked, does that give you confidence the way you played, especially in the second half going back to Minnesota? Here was his answer to that question. The whole game, I mean, in in terms of offense, like I said, we found our our rhythm offensively, did a lot of things that we knew would lead to shots. Um, We found the series. We found the physicality that we needed. Um, You know, they did what they needed to do. They're, They're a championship caliber team. They held serve um, at their home floor, and now we got to go back and do the same. So I guess the overarching theme from games one and two from both these teams is I guess not all hope is lost, especially in the case of the Wild. They go back with this 1-1. That's fine. I think it's an opportunity missed. I think it's a questionable series of decisions in this game. It all will be forgotten and forgiven if they win game three on Friday night and, and take control of this series again. So not all hope is lost there. And for the Wolves, uh, you know, for six quarters, as someone jokingly said to me on Twitter, I was about to sell my playoff tickets at halftime. Basically didn't want to even go to those uh, games in Minnesota. That that series changed a little bit. It's not a series yet. The momentum shifted in a game, but not for the series yet. It's still 2-0. The Wolves, in order to make this a series, have to win, obviously, Friday, and they've got to put the same sort of effort into it on Sunday. If they can win Friday, that starts to put a little pressure on this thing, maybe make this a series. I'll believe it when I see it, but what I saw in the last you know, 28 minutes of this game on Wednesday gave me more more hope if you are a Timberwolves fan that they can do that again Friday and come away with a win. So we'll see both those games happening Friday at the same time. It should be a fun night in the Twin Cities. Twins also playing Friday night. Let's finish with the cooler. They beat Boston 10 to 4. Joe Ryan 4 and 0 this season. Joey Gallo comes back from the injury list. Hits a long home run. The offense suddenly pours on 10 runs just as I worry about them. Know what though? I'm still worried about the offense because they have these bursts every now and then this year. And then it's right back to two runs, three runs. They've still scored three runs or fewer in 10 of their 18 games this season. I do worry ultimately that the pitching and for as good as the pitching has been i worry that the the pitching is bound to regress to the mean more than the offense is bound to progress to the mean so that's something i'm watching for like i said the other day but of course as soon as i mention it they get they, they go out and score 10 runs it's of course you know murphy's law law of averages whatever you want to say so got to give them their props got to give them their due they had a good game in boston they're 11 and 7 the pitching continues to be very good especially the top three in that starting rotation starting to look like they are a very formidable trio so we'll see where that gets them maybe they don't have to score a lot of runs in those games although they did on wednesday night 
That will do it for me today. Should have a bunch of good stuff coming up later this week. I think Nate Tice from The Athletic will be on Friday's show. Podcaster, writer, son of former Vikings head coach Mike Tice. Talked to him recently. Great interview with Nate. Set you up for the draft. And, of course, getting you guys ready for games three for the Wild and Wolves on Friday. So I think Nate will be on Friday's show. And maybe some special editions over the weekend. we got to keep going, don't we? Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Until then, I'm Michael Rand. Back at it again on Friday. Friday.